0: What's going on guys? Coming at you today with uh, one more of these in a pretty new series where I'm going through all of the number ones on the modern rock slash alternative charts uh, throughout the years starting in 1988 and going all the way up to right now. Um, And I've been doing a few years per episode just because if I tried to cram any more than like three to five years in an episode, it's going to be way too long. And I want to break it up in a kind of, uh, an understandable, like cohesive way. So, uh, today I'm going to be going over 1994 to 1996. And, uh, before I get into it, I will say this is going to be my last one of these for the year. Um, I'm going to continue this in January, but, you know, after this episode, I've got one more little anniversary episode coming out. Um, that one's a little bit late, and then I've got a November recap, and then after that, I've got December recap, which is going to be very uh, lackluster. I mean, there's we've got that Mike album coming out, and I think a SZA album, so those are big deals. But like, aside from that, like, I don't know if I'm even going to have five picks for the month because so little is coming out, of course. And uh, of course, I'm going to be doing the Q4 Loose Ends, which will be a short little episode. And then I'll be doing a, um, of course, uh, a year-end albums ranking, uh, my top 50 albums of the year. I'm going to do my top 50 songs of the year. And I'm also going to do a little, uh, episode about my uh, top 10 EPs of the year. Um, That's going to be a really short one that might not even be like 15 minutes long, um, if that. But uh, yeah, uh, really excited for all these upcoming episodes. And once those are over with by the end of December, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and try to come back probably mid to late January. And of course, that's when I'll probably continue this little series I've got going on. Um, But if you don't already know, what I'm doing is just going in chronological order, talking about every song that hit number one on the alternative charts. And like I said, we're in 94 to 96. And uh, as I go through, I'm going to give each one a score, either a positive, a neutral, or a negative. Um, And I'm just going to say off the bat, if I recall correctly, I don't, Know if there even is a negative on this whole episode because this is just a really solid time uh, for music on the radio, in my opinion. Like, uh, I liked most of these songs, even like the neutrals that I give are like, you know, obviously I don't dislike the song, it's got something, it's just not my favorite. But, uh, yeah, um, the 90s kind of killed it with the modern rock charts, um, especially here. Um, this might be like the most positive episode I do of this series, and, you know, what a cool way to uh, end this uh, part of the series off on, I mean, until next year, of course. Um, This one, I will say, too, is not going to be as packed as the last one, because the last one, I mean, you know if you've listened to it, there were a lot of singles to go over. I think it was like close to 50 or something. And this one's a little bit less, or I think the last one was actually like 60. This one's uh, a good bit less, and I'm going to try to go a little bit quicker through and not spend so much time on each song. Um, But yeah, also a cool thing about um, us ending, not ending the series, like I said, but like putting a pause on the series until next year is uh, 96 is the year I was born. So we're going to be leading up until about the time that I Came Into The World, Um, and I'll I'll talk about which song was actually uh, number one on this chart whenever I was born. Um, Pretty excited for that because it's a really good one. But uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started now. Uh, Like I said, going to try to run through these a little bit quicker than normal. First up, we've got Pearl Jam with Daughter. Um, Kicking this off, we have one of my favorite alt-rock slash mainstream crossover hits ever, I've always known and loved this song, but I've been getting deeper into Pearl Jam this past year, which, you know, I've always known songs like this, but in turn, it's made me appreciate these radio hits even more. Uh, This is just such a solid, just great, catchy acoustic rocker that sounds pretty upbeat, but actually has this kind of disturbing story underneath, um, which that kind of contrast is something that actually seemed very common in the 90s, like kind of a story song to like kind of an upbeat acoustic rock kind of track. Uh, Yeah, super positive for this one. I I love this one. Um, Then we've got Gin Blossoms with Found Out About You. This song is just pure nostalgic bliss for me. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how many memories I have of being a 13-year-old and riding my bike in circles around the house while uh, my parents would play this on repeat on the speakers, it's just uh, pure 90s jangly pop rock bliss and a good example of uh, the influence that something like The Replacements would have on you know something like this and also What's to Come um, with stuff like the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, yeah, this is just a classic for me, one of my favorites in this entire series. Uh, super, super positive. Uh, Then we've got All Apologies by Nirvana, and man is this song chilling. Um, At the time, I'm sure it was just based on the sort of dreary atmosphere of the song, but now, you know, you can't not look at it through the lens of hindsight and with you know, what obviously happened to Kurt and, you know, knowing that this was basically like the goodbye song from Nirvana, I believe the last song and the last uh, released album. Um, it's just uh, really haunting and uh, the way that it lies in just pure apathy and nihilism just really suits the attitude of the time so well. Um, and I mean, this is one of those undisputed masterpieces of the 90s for a reason. Um, obviously, a am very positive for this one. Uh, Then we've got Loser by Beck. Far from my personal favorite Beck song, but you can't, you just can't deny this one. I mean, it doesn't sound like anything that came before. And honestly, like, you got to give him credit because he really changed the game with um, a song like this. I mean, it's really poppy, but it's also weird as fuck at the same time with the strange guitar sample and like hip hop style beats. I almost feel like this was the perfect time for this to take off. Like, I I can't imagine this being popular in any other time, really. Um, Not that, like, it's too weird, because there are plenty of kind of weird songs that are hits now, but just, like, this really specific blend of, like, kind of an alternative rock thing and, like, hip-hop. Like, I just, I don't know. I I can't see this kind of thing being popular nowadays. Maybe I'm wrong, Um, but yeah, obviously a positive then we've got my sister by Juliana Hotfield 3 or Hatfield 3. Um I'm kind of surprised I've never heard this. The lyrics are sweet, uh starting off uh, calling her sister a bitch and saying she hates her and then, you know, completely flipping around and saying she loves her sister and misses her and reminisces on when they would go to shows together. Uh great track. The guitars uh, on this track sound fantastic. Very positive. Uh, Then we've got mm mm Mmm hmm by Crash Test Dummies, Um, and this song thematically, at least to me, seems to fit in the same world as something like Daughter by Pearl Jam, which I talked about earlier. Uh, It's cryptic, yet straightforward in the way that it deals with, like I said, difficult, but sadly, like, everyday topics when you turn on the news. Um, You know, make fun of the vocals on this all you want, you know, the once there was this kid who took could trip to Singapore and then a and na na Of course, the Weird Al version headline news is hilarious and great. Uh, but I, I love this original one. It's uh, really haunting, really gloomy, and it's just impossible not to sing along to. Uh, one of my favorites on here for sure. Very positive. Uh, then we've got God by Tori Amos. Not my favorite Tori Amos song, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I do enjoy a lot of her songs, um, but the kind of almost like trip hop beat on this one, I don't really know how to describe it, but it doesn't work too well for me, but it's still a pretty okay song. You know, I like the lyrics about being frustrated about God not always coming through for you. Um, I would go with a neutral for this one. uh, One of the very few neutrals that I have, honestly. Uh, Then we have uh, It's the Mazer, It's Morrissey. We've got The More You Ignore Me, The Closer I Get. Um, You know, once I had my Morrissey phase after wearing out all the Smiths records and then wanting more, uh, finding this song um, on, like, a Greatest Hits and, you know, reading the title just made me laugh so fucking hard. And it's also so funny paired with the way that, uh, Morrissey is looking at you on the cover of, uh, the album this is on. Um, but that being said, this is a fantastic, you know, solo Maz song. And, uh, this super like Oasis-y electric guitar is so good. Um, just an irresistible song. It used to play where, um, I worked when I was a teenager all the time. I'm not sure why, but whoever was, uh, the DJ for, uh, Lowe's Foods just, uh, really liked that song for some reason and uh also every day is like sunday which is a fantastic song uh but yeah very positive then we've got selling the drama by live i don't know why but i've never really been familiar with live like i i feel like i've heard their songs on the radio a bunch um I don't really know what to make of this song, Um, it kind of reminds me of like R.E.M. but with a bit more like grit and bravado in the vocals. Um, I do like it, Um, the guitars especially are really impressive, Uh, and I would go for a positive on this one. Uh, Then we've got Longview by Green Day, and I mean, what can you say, it's a Green Day single from their best album, you know, best album arguably, I think it is. it's a song about being bored and uh, partaking in a certain act, um, and it's pulled off really well. It's, you know, they mastered this perfect, like, pop-punk angst, and I, I don't know, they just, they did it on such a incredible, like, they did it on such a mainstream scale before anyone else really did, and you gotta love it for that. I mean, you wouldn't have your, like, Blink-182s if not for this, and... Also, you know, that bass line, I mean, come on, just stone-cold classic song, uh, super positive. We've got Fall Down by Toad the Wet Sprocket, another song that I feel like definitely has to take some influence from R.E.M., Uh, the driving electric guitars are also a little bit Smithsy, I would say, a little bit Johnny Marr, Um, and overall, the song has this driving fast, like, late-at-night atmosphere. Uh, I think the bass is really kick-ass easily a positive. Uh, Then we've got uh, Come Out and Play by The Offspring. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge Offspring fan, really. I mean, I don't know that much about them. I know, like, the hits. Um, That being said, though, this is probably my favorite hit of theirs, mainly thanks to that kind of iconic surfy guitar riff. Um, It's not really enough to save the song, though, but I don't know. I I don't want to go negative either. I would just go with a neutral here. Like I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite thing. Um, then we've got Einstein on the beach by counting crows, uh, counting crows always scratch that itch. I have when I want just pure nineties pop rock bliss, kind of in the same way that like gin blossoms kind of scratch that itch, but in a different way. Um, uh between the vocals being super animated um not technically perfect of course but having so much heart just being so expressive and the band being super bouncy and tight um i love the parts with the drums and what i think is like an organ i can't really tell what it is but uh either way it's a really fantastic tune uh pretty new discovery for me i mean i've I, i've known the counting crows but i didn't know this uh particular song roast me if you will Uh, But yeah, very positive. Uh, Then we've got Basket Case by Green Day. I mean, come on. Arguably the biggest Green Day song. Um, Even your local most generic, like, we play everything kind of station is going to play this song at least twice, maybe three times a day. Um, But no matter how many times I hear it, it's still such a fun, kick-ass song. And I mean, you already know that. You know the song. You've heard it. You've sang along to it very positive. Then we've got What's the Frequency, Kenneth by R.E.M. Uh, generally, of all R.E.M. stuff, I've found that I appreciate the sound of the album Monster uh, the most. I don't know if that's like kind of a contrarian pick. I'm not trying to be that way, but there's something about those dirty, overdriven guitars that's really attractive to my ears, uh, hence why I give this a positive. Then we've got Zombie by the Cranberries. Really big song. I'm not a huge Cranberries fan, to be honest. I I do like them, but I'm not like, I don't seek them out very often. Uh, And I I don't think this is a bad song by any means. I'm just a little bit tired of hearing it. Um, So I'd probably go with a neutral here. Uh, Can't go with a negative, it's not bad. It's it's a good song, but just, uh, I don't seek it out very much. Then we've got About a Girl by Nirvana. Uh, I assume this charted in the wake of Cobain's death because, you know, this song was on bleach years before this. Um, but that being said, this is one of their best tunes, um, especially from a songwriting standpoint. The chord progression is kind of simple, but so fun to play for what it is, especially the choruses. Uh, R.I.P. Kurt and God Bless. Uh, very positive. Very positive. We've got Bang and Blame by R.E.M., more of the gritty alt-rock stuff that you got on Kenneth, but uh, this one has more of a sensual kind of swing to it, uh, appropriately with the title. Um, Again, I like how menacing the guitars sound on this track, like the other tracks that I've heard from this album. Uh, I would go to positive here. Uh, Then we've got When I Come Around by Green Day. If you move past Basket Case, this is likely the second song you know from this era, and it's probably my favorite of the two. I I just think the chord progression is so fun. Um, I remember hearing this as a kid and instantly wanting to pick up a guitar, and I I remember trying to learn this song when I was like 13, but I just uh, couldn't really get the hang of it because I didn't didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know any chords. I was just trying to kind of fake it till I make it. But uh, yeah, great song. Also, the music video is just iconic, and I I think it has their best looks and aesthetic overall. I mean, damn, they just, they looked so cool. Uh, Very positive for this one. Then we've got Lightning Crashes by Live. I like this even more than the other Live song from before. The intro with the super chill electric guitar and the vocals being right up front is just so beautiful, it creates such an atmosphere. It just feels like you're listening to this all alone in the dark of your bedroom at 3 a.m. And then the way it builds and then just lets all that energy out, it's just so cathartic in the best way possible. Um, a very pleasant surprise because you know, like I said before, I wasn't familiar with this band really. They were kind of one of those bands I would kind of hear the, some of these songs here and there, but I just didn't really know like what it was uh, until, you know, now I can put a name to it, uh, moving on from there, we've got Good by Better Than Ezra, this is a powerhouse of a power pop song, I like the loose angst of the vocals, and of course that simple bass line is so tasty, the electric guitar is searing too, um, and I mean just easily one of the catchiest rock choruses of the 90s, um, very positive, then we've got Misery by Soul Asylum, There's something that's so charming about the kind of drunken, downer version of Power Pop that you get with Soul Asylum. The contrast between the light, dreamy acoustic verses and the belting vocals on the chorus uh, overall gives this track a lot of power. Uh, Really badass tune, um, continuing the streak of uh, Positive, of course. Then we've got Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2. Kind of sultry, like, bluesy, balls-to-the-wall rocker with uh, some kind of cheesy 90s electronic elements. Um, And, you know, it's on the Batman Forever soundtrack, which is uh, pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. Um, But yeah, I like the groove on this track a lot. It's super driving, and uh, of course, you can kind of tell that it was made for a movie. It's got this super cinematic quality to it that... You can't not imagine, like, a Batman-like, you know, a 90s Batman montage when you listen to this. Um, then we've got You to Know by Alanis Morissette, or Alanis... Alanis Morissette, I guess that's how you say it. I mean, I know who she is, I just never knew how to pronounce it. Um, this is one of those cases of overexposure where it does slightly hurt the song, but I don't know. That being said, it's still a great just powerhouse of a song with so many angsty, funny, quotable lines. Of course, the drama is just turned up to 100, and it's no wonder that she blew up like she did. Um, I mean, her attitude is just so infectious and fun, and this is such an explosive, just a really great explosive pop song. Um, Easily a positive here. Then we've got J.A.R. by Green Day. I believe this is kind of like a one-off single that was from the uh, International Super Hits record, the compilation. It's kind of insane to me that they already had a Greatest Hits this early on. Um, But yeah, this is just a straightforward, solid uh, pop-punk tune with some pretty existential, bittersweet lyrics. I mean, you know Green Day, and you love Green Day. Um, Obviously a positive Uh, Then we've got Tomorrow by Silverchair, Um, and honestly, this might be the best thing to come out of this, like, post-grunge, post-Nirvana scene, um, because this, to me, shows that there can actually be a lot of beauty and artistic integrity in that musical realm, and that the whole scene is not just, like, stupid butt rock. Um, The vocals are detached and soulful simultaneously, Uh, The breakdowns and the little guitar flourishes are just insanely good. Just hit me in the gut every time. Um, Easily one of the best songs in this whole series. Uh, Very positive. Uh, Then we've got Come Down by Bush. While I don't love this as much as the last song I mentioned, it's got its own differences. Um, I feel pretty uh, similarly about it. I mean, it's one of those older rock songs that I've always known, at least the chorus. Uh, you know, the I don't wanna come down from this cloud. Um, but like I said, with you know, like the live song, I just never knew the actual name of the tune. Um, but I do like it a lot. Uh easily a positive here. Then we've got Name by Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I fucking love this song. Um, it takes me back to road trips from when I was younger. Um the Acoustic guitar sounds so bittersweet on this track. Um, It pretty much gets inside my stomach and twists everything around. The vocals are great. The breakdown at the end is super cathartic. Um, It's a really beautifully effective song overall, and you really can't beat it. Um, One of my favorite songs in this entire series, and uh, another example of the influence the replacements definitely had. Um, Super positive for this one. Then we've got Hand in My Pocket by Alanis Morissette. This is my favorite big hit from, uh, Jagged Little Pill of the three main ones. Of course, I already talked about You Oughta Know, um, and I'll mention Ironic in just a second, but, um, this one is, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's my favorite. It just never really gets old to me. It's, like I said with the other one, just raw and explosive with her vocals as always. Um... Also, my friend Parker pointed out that it's so funny to imagine her playing piano with one hand while the other hand is in her pocket. Uh, Very positive for this one. And um, then we've got Lump by Presidents of the USA. Um, From the band that brought you Peaches, one of my favorite 90s tunes, you've got their other bigger hits uh, with this one. There's something so immediately fun about how quick and punchy this track is. It's One of those songs that you can't imagine being a hit any other time but the 90s. Um, Positive for me. Then we've got My Friends by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I love the introspective, kind of downer side of Red Hot Chili Peppers the most. Uh, And this one has a bit of a rootsy, folksy feel to it. Um, Of course, with a ton of that, you know... Shamalama ding dong, banana bing bong, kind of you know that kind of feel to it. Um and it's got a kick-ass guitar solo, of course. I mean it's it's the peppers. Um and the falsettos here are really great too. Uh then we've got Glycerine by Bush. I don't know why people clown on Bush so much. I mean, they're not like my favorite thing ever, but I think they're very agreeable. Uh just kind of in between worlds, kind of downer rock, slash. Like post-grunge. I mean, it's not mind-blowing by any means, but I find it very pleasant. Um, I think the strings on this one are quite lovely. Um, I would go with a positive here. Then we've got Wonderwall by Oasis. I mean, maybe the most famous song on here. And you know, I, I know that it's like the typical like white guy with an acoustic guitar song, but I mean, it is a classic for a reason, and, you know, I get it. It's been played to death, but I, I think there's a clear reason why it blew up uh, to begin with and, you know, became such a staple. Uh, it's just a good song. You know, it's it's not one of my favorites on here, of course, but it's just so agreeable. I mean, I, I gotta go with a positive. I can't go with a negative just because it's Wonderwall. Uh, moving on, we've got 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, the biggest Smashing Pumpkins track, and honestly, uh, you know, honestly, while I wouldn't call it my favorite, you know, shout out mayonnaise, it's still an incredible tune, and it's very deserving of the place that it has in rock history. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mellow rocker, full of pure nostalgia and. That little electric guitar line just never gets old um, also the music video will just forever tug on my heartstrings because to me it's the perfect ide- uh, idealization of what the dream of being young and free with your friends just what that whole vision is all about um, it's an incredible song and extremely positive i mean positive beyond words like maybe like in the top five of this whole series like i, I think it is just such a good Such a classic single. Uh, Moving on, we've got Ironic by Alanis Morissette. I pretty much can't say anything about this one that I didn't say about the other two tracks from her. This one's great. Uh, When it comes on, it's hard not to skip, or it's hard to skip. um, Positive. I mean, what else can you say at this point? I love the chorus on this one. Moving on, we've got Champagne Supernova by Oasis. I'm not an oasis scholar by any means, but I do know this song is absolutely gorgeous and cinematic uh the where were you and we were getting uh we were getting high uh still one of my favorite lines in any big popular rock song uh this thing is so lush and just hits so hard every time uh definitely a precursor to what we're gonna get with bands like Coldplay in their best years. I really love the vocals on this track um and I think it's just. A classic for a reason. Uh, super positive. Then we've got Salvation by the Cranberries. It's actually really cool not only to hear a Cranberry song that I've never heard or you know at least that I haven't heard to death but also one that's got way more of like a fast-paced kind of punk edge to it. Uh, the band sounds super snappy and fun on this one and of course uh, Dolores just kills it on the vocals as always, um, positive for this one, then we've got Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham, this one's not bad, um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it really, I mean, I like the heavy moments in the chorus kind of, but I don't know, something about it just kind of screams like theater kid to me or something, I don't really know like what it is, but I don't think I would go back to it often, but it's not bad. So I would go with a neutral. Uh then we've got Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla. It took me until the chorus to realize I knew this one and that's actually uh what makes me give the song a positive because the verse doesn't do a whole lot for me on first listen, but you know, that chorus uh tell me all your thoughts on God is just so sweet and therapeutic to sing along to. Uh, just one of those perfect like late-night driving songs. Uh, see ya, positive. Then we've got Pepper by Butthole Surfers. Uh, one of the most shining examples of uh, this normally would not hit number one on any other time or in any other time. Um, the strange spoken word, almost rapping verses, and then the super detached choruses. Uh, The beat and guitar have this hypnotic, kind of robotic feel to them. It's of course a classic and deservedly remembered as one of those kind of what-the-fuck 90s rock tunes. Um, So yeah, I I gotta give it a positive just because it's such a fun track. Then we've got uh, Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in My Hand by Primitive Radio Gods. This was the number one on this chart when I was born, uh, so by that alone, of course, I was born on August fifteenth, nineteen 1996, so by that alone, I feel some sort of spiritual connection to this song, which is enhanced by the fact that it's actually a really good song, too. Uh, you could even say a fantastic song. It's got this downer kind of kind of like a hip-hop feel to it, uh, these almost kind of lo-fi beats and that really great, uh, powerful soul sample. The, I've been downhearted, babe! Um, really chill vocal delivery. Um, feels like a distant cousin of, like, Tom's Diner, but better in my opinion. Uh, the chorus is ethereal. Very positive. Um, and I think I'm gonna have this one on repeat for a while. It's, uh, one of my favorite recent discoveries for sure. Then we've got Who You Are by Pearl Jam. And uh, I'm proud to say I'm joining the Legion of Pearl Jam fans who have started sticking up for No Code, um, which is, you know, seen unfairly um, as a, kind of a like a downstep in their discography. It's kind of a divisive album. Like, for the most part, I feel like people don't really care about it, or they just don't like it. But it does have like a small cult following that seems to be kind of rising with time, and of course, like, the hardcore fans love it, um, but yeah, they definitely got a lot looser with this record, and a little more experimental, just trying a lot of new things, like, in this song, you've got this great kind of tribal drum beat that runs throughout, um, and I think it matches the, uh, electric guitar super well, um, it's not my favorite from this record, but, uh, definitely a positive, I like to see any representation from No Code, then we've got Down by 311. This one has a very fun jump the fuck up kind of funk, kind of metal feel to it. Definitely feels of a piece with like, you know, the Chili Pepper super upbeat thing. But uh this song specifically seems to point further towards the end of the 90s and early 2000s, uh, kind of pointing towards new metal a little bit. Not quite there. This is Still more on the funky side, of course, but um, it's a fun track. It's very in-your-face, and uh, the record scratches, I mean, they're corny, but they're just so fun. Um, easily a positive for this one. Then we've got Novocaine for the Soul by Eels. Um, this one's great. It has this really cool, like, crisp, lo-fi feel to it that I find super appealing. Uh, the moments where everything drops out for a second and then the beat comes back in are just so cool. And I, of course, I think the vocals are great as well. Uh, Positive for this one. Then we've got What I Got by Sublime. Uh, People clown on Sublime for, you know, being that corny 90s California band or whatever, but I don't care. Their music is just full of feel-good vibes. And, you know, while I'd probably listen to Santeria over this one, this one is still a banger. um, That I would not skip if it came on the radio. Um, so I've gotta go with a positive here. I think it's a fun track. And our last song, uh, for now is Swallowed by Bush. Um the last single to chart in ninety six, it's pretty good. I mean, more of the same from this band that, you know, I mentioned earlier, but I don't know. I guess if I had to pick any Bush songs in this episode, I would probably pick the ones from you know, like I said earlier on. Um, I think this one's going to be one of the very few neutrals, and I hate to, you know, leave this episode on that note, but, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, as they say, and uh, that's going to do it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be continuing this series in January, probably towards the end of the month. We'll see um, how I'm feeling, but uh got a lot of stuff to work on and put out um, here in the next month, we've got the November recap, got the, um, uh, little December recap, which isn't going to be much, but, uh, uh, then we've got Q4 Loose Ends, we've got the Albums of the Year, we've got the Songs of the Year, oh, and we've got a little bonus, uh, another anniversary episode coming out, because you know we did 50, 40, 30, and 20, we've got a 10 coming out, um, So, uh, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be probably in the next, uh, few days, I would say. So, uh, yeah, as always, thank you for the support. Thank you for listening and, uh, tell your friends, uh, if they want a cool music podcast, that's, uh, not done very professionally, but, uh, I care very deeply about, um, the subject matter. So, um, you got to at least give me that, um, yeah, I'll see you next time. And, uh, as always peace and be well. And, uh, yeah. See you then.